All right, folks, here we are. It is Monday, <laughs> October 5th. You know, we are, we are really looking at the world through different eyes. I have a very exciting show today, and the rest of the week is going to build off of today. As we start every day, our prayers go out. We want to send our prayers out for those that have been affected by COVA. Uh, and that includes just about everybody in the world, uh, in America especially, and, and our prayers and heartfelt intentions go out for those who have lost loved ones. Uh, our prayers are with you always. Uh, with that being said, what we're going to do today is I'm going to, I'm going to challenge your thinking and, and, and I'm going to continue to use audio-visual. So I'm, I'm going to bring in a little presentation today that, that I'm going to talk about, and it's called the Circle of Knowledge. And, and it's, it's really getting me into thinking correctly, because so many of us are looking at ourselves and our current financial situation, and we're making decisions about our current situation based on our perception, remember, perspective is how we see life, perception is how we interpret life. So I want to help you a little bit today. I want to talk about thinking and, and how we can improve in, in, in great ways the way that we think about things. And it just, it's just so important to, to understand that your future belongs to you. It is yours and only yours. If God created us in his image with all power over all living things, wouldn't that include your own body, your own cells in your body, your thinking, your brain and all that? The challenge we all have, and, 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 and I'm probably the hard-headedest guy in the world, because when I do something, I got to do it more than one time before I actually get it. And, and that has been sometimes a very expensive detriment uh, in many, many ways in, in trying to figure out how something works. Now, whether that makes me smart or, or dumb, I don't know, but, but there's no quit in my DNA and I will dig at something I will eat at it and chew at it until I understand it. And, and the last 44 years of my life, working in the financial services industry from 40 years, 44 years ago, signing up with, with Prudential Life Insurance Company and selling life insurance door to door as a debit life insurance agent, somebody that I never sold anything in my life, it has been a confounding journey at times. And, and when I started to understand, and, and I just, in the beginning, I just worked harder than everybody else. And I still do, I believe, uh, because I eat sleep this 24 seven. This is my life, my passion. And, and, and I have, I believe the answers to financial security, to happiness, to family relationships, because of all the things that I have experienced. And I want to share those with you to help you find your way. 
Remember I said there's two dates in life. Number one, the day you were born. Number two, the day you figured out why you were born. And, and that is so important to, to understand that and, and to never, never, never stop searching. I, I challenge you all today to help me in my quest to find people that are searching for help. I mean, if you don't want help and you, you just, you're happy, are, are you happy being one of those acceptable level of mediocrity people? Are you? I don't think so. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here listening to me. You wouldn't have tuned into my show. And I ask you from my heart to share this stuff with other people, to share this knowledge with other people. And again, it all starts with thinking. I, I can't beat that enough because it is the single most important ingredient for everything, for all success in life, entrepreneurs, inventors. It, it, it's all about thinking. Einstein said, you know, 97% of success is imagination not knowledge, not genius. It, it's in the mind. Everything is there. So we're going to take a little journey today and then we'll come back to discussion. But but I, I want to bring up and I want to share my screen. See if I can do this now. I'm going to put that over there and, and I'm going to share my screen. And, and I want to bring up Share. And, and, and I'm going to bring up this thing called Circle of Knowledge. And, and, and I want to talk about this as I go through this, because what you're looking at is this blue circle in front of you represents all of the knowledge in the entire world. This next piece is a wedge. This is the information that you know to be true. You know, your, your job, occupation, profession, your family, you, 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 you are at this moment in time, you have a certain amount of knowledge you are aware of, you have knowledge of it, you have know-how of it, etc. Then there is another wedge that, that is you don't know. But when I say you don't know, it is what you don't know, but you do know of it. In other words, you know where it's at. If you wanted to be an engineer, you know you could go to XYZ college, get educated and become an engineer. So, so it's knowledge that you're aware of. You, you just don't know it to be true yet. You, you don't possess it, but you know it's there. The next thing on here is what we know is the blind spot. So everything else in the universe is basically a blind spot. It, it is what you don't know, you don't know of. So many people, <laughs> uh, they, they, they don't know they don't know, but they think they know. And, and that brings me to the little red sliver. And we'll come to that. But it, if, if I want to expand my knowledge, how do I do that? There are basically three ways that I can increase my knowledge the places you go all over the world. You know, we go on vacation. You've been to Yosemite. You saw the, the, and I've never been there, 
I have never been to the Grand Canyon, it's never happened. But I've been in Europe and, and I've been all over the world in many different places. One of the places that I went, we went several years ago on, on a trip to the Mediterranean. We were on a Mediterranean cruise. We flew into Rome and, and we were in Rome for a day or so and, and we got to visit the Basilica and all of this stuff. It just, it is mind blowing. If you are a Christian, uh, when I came away from that trip, my my level of belief had increased tenfold. It was, it was a 10x experience because we went on a bus trip because we went on a boat and then we went to Turkey and we went to Greece and, and, and we didn't walk the Acropolis because of uh, physical ability, couldn't get there. Uh, but we went through the museum and to see this stuff that was thousands of years old. It, it really, it, it, it gives credence to history. And when we were in Turkey, we went on a bus tour and, and we went to an area where it is believed that, that Mary, Jesus' mother, lived out her days with the disciples. It, it, I get emotional when I talk about it, when I think about it, because it, it, it gave that belief a 10x boost. You know, we all question sometimes, is, is, is there really God? Is Jesus real? I, or whatever your belief is. I, I, you know, there are different kinds of, I believe there is one God. However you determine you get there, that down to your perception. Remember, perspective, perceptions, and, and, and it is yours. And, and I don't want to take that away from anybody. But, but then we, the things we read, I don't know how much reading you do. I, I hope you do a lot because, you know, growth is not optional. Either you decide to grow you or the world will grow you into what they want you to be and they will use you and take your money from you and so forth. So it, it, it's just not nice. When you, sometimes when you're chronologically gifted like me and you look back, you look back at your life you realize there were times that you just didn't make a decision. You didn't take control, but you could have. You could have made the difference in everything. If you would have just stepped up, overcome that, that big word called fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. It, it, it's what stops us. The fear of the unknown, fear of success, Fear of being broke and, and, and on and on and on. It, it just fear stops us. You have to build up the courage in your body, in your mind, to realize that fear is false evidence appearing real. It's just a decision that you have to make. You know, it's like in, in, in selling in the beginning, in the early days. You know, I, I was terrified to pick up the phone and call somebody on the phone. Well, why? What were they going to do to me? I've never read a headline in a paper where the salesman was, was stabbed, shot, or, or killed by the person that they asked to buy something or, or that they offered to solve a problem for. So it's a, it's a state of mind. So now the people you meet, that, that hopefully, 
hopefully, I pray that my words will enter your mind and your heart and make a difference. That's all I really want. I just want to make a difference in your life. I, I don't want to be gone someday and forgotten. I think we all, we all want to leave a mark. Whether it's our children, the profession, the job we did or whatever. Okay. So now let's look here and there's this little red sliver that I brought up. Remember I said a while ago, it, it, if something you believed to be true turned out not to be true, when would you want to know? And that's what that red sliver is. That is the information that you and I believe is correct. You and I believe this is what it is. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes along and shows you something else. The truth, maybe. Mathematical proof or whatever it is. When would you want to know? When would you want to know? Okay. So now we go from there. And, and the purple area here is, is just a unique area because th that is that area I'm going to expand your mind today. I'm going to give you some new information. And, and here is a question for you. And, and, and I'm going to answer the questions as we discuss them today based on the average of what people say to me when I talk to them. Would you say that your income is common or uncommon? And most people relate to that. And because we are so in tune with our peers, the atmosphere that we live in and the peers that we are around, we would easily say that our income is common and, and therefore begins the downfall. Because when we think that way, then, then we think we're like, not common folk, but, but we're, we're, the, we're the same as everybody else. So I better do what everybody else is doing. And if you do what everybody else does, you only get the average of what everybody else got. So now let's go ahead. Now I'm going to ask some questions. Now this is a, a, a game, uh, a scientific experiment, so to speak, in, in thinking. So if I were to ask you right here, what is, well, we're going to see, we already put it up there. Look at that. I goofed it up already. Goofed it up already. So we'll come back and do it again. Okay. You saw the number. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you weren't paying attention. To be in the top 1% wage earners in America, what amount of income would you have to earn in order to be in the top 1%. And the number I get here most likely, most of the time is a million or more. That, that, that is really the number that comes up more than anything else. Let me put some commas in there. So it's a million dollars or more annual income, household adjusted gross income to be in the top 1%. Now I go to the top 5% and people will say there that, well, gee, guess what? It, it's probably $750,000. Now I go to the top 10% and people will say, well, that's $500,000. Top 25%. Top 25%, what did that, 
that's going to be maybe uh, 300,000. And the top 50% people will say, well, top 50%. Now, most of them say probably about $75,000 is the top 50%. Now, let's take our journey and find out the answers. Now, we already saw the answer on that one. To be in the top 1%, your earnings are at 515,371 or higher. To be in the top 5%, 208,000. And the top 10%, 145,000. Now, this is where I, I really want to reach in to your mind and, and, and massage it a little bit and get you to think. If husband and wife household, most of the people that I meet are in this category in the top 10%. Even, even at the 25% at $83,000, I, I can even go there. So now if, if we are re, in reality in the top 25%, would that not make you uncommon? If the majority of people, see down here, 50% of the people only make $41,000 a year, 75% or less make under 83,000 and you're at the 83,682. Does that make you common or uncommon? Top 25% would be uncommon. Well, here's the question. If you're in that 83,000 and above, 145, 208, 500,000 a year. Should you be doing things that are commonly done by everybody else? Or do you think because you have uncommon income above the level of average that you should be doing things other than what everybody, because see, here's the, here's the, the gotcha. If you're doing the same as everybody else is doing, if you're doing that, the same as everybody else, guess what? Now, why are, we, why are we coming up here? We're, we're, we're moving around here and I don't want it to do that. So so here we are. And, and when I look at that, that means if you do what everybody else is doing, it means you're working to lower your potential, not increase it. So if you earn uncommon income, then you should be doing things that the few are doing. You need to find out what the rich people do, the well-off people, if you want to grow in, in your position. Now we're gonna wrap it up because we're going long. I'm gonna open up the taxes. And that tells me that the top 25% pay 86% of all the income taxes paid in America. Now, where do these numbers? It's the Bureau of Labor Statistics of the federal government. The top 50% pay 97% of all the taxes paid. Isn't that interesting? That bottom $41,000 a year, they pay less, they pay 3% of all the taxes paid. So when the government says they need more revenue, who do you think ends up paying more taxes? It's the people in the middle. It's the middle income people because that is the largest group of people that are there. So with that being the case, remember, it, it's the places you go, the things you read, and the people you meet. 
that make a difference. So now we're going to unshare and get back out of our our, uh, our thing here. Or did I lose it already? So I may have lost it already. So share the screen. We're going to come back to here. Stop sharing. Okay, so here we are. So I'm going to round it out for today. So tomorrow and, and the rest of this week, we're going to do mathematical numbers again like we did late last week. Tomorrow we're going to talk about an auto loan. We're going to talk about the profits in banks and how to mathematically look at that and, and actually sort of put my finger on the proof of, of why you need to do things differently than you've done them in the past. Because what you've done in the past have kept you, have held you back, have made you average. You've accepted that level and that's where you're at. So with that being said, God bless. We'll see you tomorrow at 12 noon here again, Facebook Live. Get my book, The Family Money Farm, The CFO Project. Go to cfo-project.com, cfo-project.com. Put in your name and email address and you'll get a link and you'll get a download for free of my new book. Now this is limited because this is going to go away very, very soon. We're working on some new things and, and getting the PDF and getting the book free in this way is going to go away. So you want to take advantage of this. Now when you go there and you sign in for that, I'm going to encourage you to invest in yourself. Invest $47 and receive four more books and a one hour video that will help you increase your depth, your level of understanding. This is a must-know course. And then there is a six-week webinar course that I have developed and ultimately coaching by me. My goal is direct. It is simple. It is to change your financial future in any way, shape that I can using the experiences that I have used to get me out of the edge of bankruptcy 30 years ago to make a difference. That's all I want to do, folks. I want to make a difference in your future, if you'll let me. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow at noon.